Welcome to AudioPie's English Literature and Language Show. You can dip into huge chunks of over 19 series for free and learn on the go. Happy listening, everyone. On a boat headed north into the Arctic Circle, surrounded by ice and little else, the dying Frankenstein confesses to a young explorer how he tried to play God and the monster he created in doing so. Welcome to this podcast series on Mary Shelley's famous novel, Frankenstein. As you move through each of these episodes, you'll learn why this is such an important book in Gothic literature. But first, Let's talk about the origins of this novel. Perhaps fittingly, it is said to be the product of a ghost story competition between the author, Mary Shelley, the infamous poet Lord Byron, and his friend and fellow writer, Percy Shelley. The three writers were living in a villa on the banks of Lake Geneva, but a great storm prevented them from exploring out. Instead, Byron proposed that they each take the evening to write a ghost story and the next night they would reconvene to judge each other's work. To Byron and Percy Shelley, it was just a game. But something about the setting and theme stuck with Mary Shelley, and the story she wrote that night formed the core of what would eventually become Frankenstein. In an introduction to the novel, Shelley described the act of writing this first story, about a mad scientist who creates new life from death, as a waking nightmare. I saw the pale student of unhallowed arts kneeling beside the thing he had put together. I saw the hideous phantasm of a man stretched out, and then, on the working of some powerful engine, show signs of life, and stir with an uneasy, half-vital motion. Frightful must it be, for supremely frightful would be the effect of any human endeavour to mock the stupendous mechanism of the creator of the world. Already in this quote alone, we can see the core of what would become Frankenstein forming for Shelley. There's an obvious discomfort with the idea of bringing life to something dead, but also a grim fascination which, it's been suggested, is the result of a tragedy in Shelley's own life. Only 18 months prior to her trip to Switzerland, Shelley had given birth to a baby girl. Tragically, the baby only lived for two weeks. But afterwards, Shelley recorded in her journal a series of dreams in which her baby came back to life. For many critics, there's a clear link between Mary Shelley's lost child and the overt discussions of birth, life and death within Frankenstein. So, that's where the idea for the book came from, but what about the time it was written in? Frankenstein was written during the Romantic period, which lasted from approximately the 1800s to the 1850s. The Romantic period is characterised by its resistance to Enlightenment-era thinking. Rather than focusing on rationality and order, like Enlightenment thinkers, Romantics were interested in the natural world, individualism, emotions and sensation. William Wordsworth, one of the most notable Romantic poets, 
encapsulated romantic thought as the spontaneous overflow of powerful feelings. A far cry away from the rational, evidence-based thinking and writing coming out of the Enlightenment era. Intense emotions such as fear, terror, horror and awe were all tremendously valuable to romance writers, who often worked to capture something which they referred to as the sublime. The sublime, as an idea, had been around for many decades, but the Romantics put it at the heart of their thinking. For the Romantics, the sublime was an immeasurable experience. It was the feeling of awe you got when standing at the base of a mountain, of scale when looking out over a valley, and of fear or outright horror when caught on a boat in a storm. In literature, the sublime is almost always connected with nature. Romantics believed that it was a closer understanding of the sublime that would lead to enlightenment, in opposition once again to enlightenment thinkers. The sublime plays a central role in Frankenstein, so keep it towards the front of your mind when reading the novel. The Romantic literary movement inspired several offshoots. Amongst them was the Gothic tradition. Gothic writing explores taboo areas of particular cultures, including sexuality, gender, race and class, and has appeared at different moments in history, allowing the writers of the time to tackle challenging subjects. Frankenstein is absolutely a book written in the Gothic tradition, with its investigation of taboo themes such as science versus religion and the creation of life versus death. But it does differ from traditional Gothic writing in one key way. It lacks one of the genre's most common tropes, that of the damsel in distress. Indeed, the novel arguably has no major roles for women in it at all. This is very interesting particularly given its consideration of the themes of birth and life, something commonly associated with women in literature. Keep that in mind as you read the novel. We'll be discussing it further in a later episode. The Gothic is an old literary tradition, but Frankenstein also shares tropes with a much more modern genre, science fiction. Science fiction was first described as the mixing of romanticism with scientific facts, and many scholars track the origins of the genre back to Frankenstein. So when she wrote Frankenstein, Shelley was not only creating a classic of Gothic literature, she was also paving the way for one of today's most popular genres. Modern science fiction is often hesitant or critical of great scientific advancements, often showing those advancements to be morally wrong or causing more problems than they solve. Many scholars trace this trope all the way back to Frankenstein, and its message that there is some knowledge which we should not seek as the risks are too great. Think about the recently released Ridley Scott movie, Prometheus, which shows a group of scientists setting out to discover new knowledge and new life, only to put themselves in incredible danger. Sound familiar? Seeing as we're mentioning Prometheus, we should take a moment to consider the full title of Frankenstein, which is often overlooked, but carries a key clue for anyone looking to perform a literary analysis. The book's complete title is Frankenstein, or The Modern Prometheus. Prometheus is a titan in Greek mythology, who defied the gods to bring fire to mankind. 
His punishment for this act was to be tied to a rock for eternity and have a giant eagle eat his liver, which regrew daily. The idea of the Promethean scientist, who is punished for moving beyond the realm of human knowledge and assuming powers reserved for the gods, is a common trope in Gothic and science fiction. In Frankenstein's case, Frankenstein assumes godlike powers over life and death by bringing his monster to life and is punished accordingly. When reading the novel, always remember that it was framed as a tale of punishment for daring to push human knowledge where it should not. How does that influence your reading of it? As well as the Promethean scientist, there are many themes present throughout the entire Frankenstein novel, but the major ones are as follows. Science versus nature. Frankenstein's attempts to create life using science are, in his eyes, an act of overstepping that can only end badly. The mortal versus the divine. The creation of life in the novel also brings mortal man into conflict with the infinite and divine. Frankenstein's creation of the monster can be compared and contrasted with God's creation of man in the Bible. Parenting and birth. Frankenstein gives birth to the monster, albeit in a new and inhuman manner. This in turn brings up questions and contrasts to traditional birth and parenting roles. Rather than being drawn to his creation, Frankenstein is appalled and turned away, and eventually resolves to kill it. Monstrosity Pay particular attention when reading the novel to the presentation of monstrosity, and how the monster himself undermines the concept of what it means to be monstrous. He's terrifying to look upon, but eloquent and emotional when spoken with. What challenges does this present to the idea of what it means to be monstrous? And we've already mentioned romanticism, gothic and the sublime. These are at the heart of the book, and woven in amongst the other topics we just mentioned. It's a good approach to always consider how gothic tropes and the sublime factor into different moments of Frankenstein. That knowledge can form a strong base for your analysis. As you read the book, consider how the events and characters relate to these major themes. Much of this podcast series will refer to these topics and how they relate to the novel as a whole. The better you understand them now, the most useful this series will be as we move through it. That's enough for this episode. Next episode, we'll take a closer look at the context of Frankenstein both as a novel of its time and also as the product of Mary Shelley. We hope you enjoyed the episode. Don't forget to search for and listen to the next episode in the series to build your topic knowledge. Hit the Acast Plus link in the show description to become a premium supporter and unlock access to every episode in every series for as long as you need. We also make GCSE and A-level content for history, RE, sociology and psychology. Happy listening, everyone.